get it one piece at a time And it wouldn't cost me a dime You'll know it's me when I come through your town I'm gonna ride around in style I'm gonna drive everybody wild Cause I'll have the only one there is around Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobile it's a 60, 61, Hey, welcome to another episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies. Located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 or visit their website www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Episode 42. So we're going to do another builder's catch up as promised and uh, catch up with a few of the guys that we've spoken to in the past. Firstly, just want to wish everyone a happy new year. Um, I guess if you're in Brisbane, it's not so great, and uh, New South Wales and, and even Victoria, it just seems like we're going around in circles. So hopefully uh, things get themselves sorted out pretty well. I was a bit disappointed to hear during my interview with Steve Humphreys that Motorex has been postponed. I was really looking forward to going to a show. I sort of aching just to talk to people in person. Everything we're doing at the moment is over the computer, and it's a little bit frustrating, but it is what it is, and we've just got to deal with it. Just thought we'd try run a new intro. I, I sort of was putting this episode together and I was thinking about, you know, especially guys like me and Steve Humphreys who sort of build our trucks out of a lot of different parts. And, you know, Johnny Cash's uh, song just jumped in my head and I thought I'd be a bit of fun just to do a little edit on that. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. So this week, catch up with three of our past interviewees, I suppose is the right word. So Rachel Durbage, who we spoke to in episode 36, she's got a Really nice, uh, freshly painted 63 panel truck. So catch up with Rachel. She was pretty close to finish when we did the interview, but uh, just good to chat to her now that it's all done. Also uh, sat down with uh, Steve and Tom again about the 52 Chev pickup of Steve Mazix. So those guys are always good value to chat to. Uh, you know, really enthusiastic, uh, punching on, getting stuff done. So that was great. So the original episode, if you hadn't heard, it's back in episode 15. We spoke to these guys in the last Builder Catch-Up, which was about 20 episodes ago, and uh, and it was good to sort of get a rundown on where they're from now. Rachel and Steve, I think I probably interviewed these guys before Christmas. I've sort of been dragging the chain getting this episode out, and I spoke to Steve Humphreys today. So Steve was from episode 12. He's got a 52 Bedford A2 that he's built with a supercharged big block in it. The thing is a weapon. And uh, as you'll hear, he's getting pretty close but uh, it's it's funny with these builds, you know, you go through a lot of periods when you feel like you're getting nowhere and then you get towards the end and, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm just about to have this thing on the road. And and then things like, you know, COVID and having some engineering issues and it, it can just slow down to a real crawl again and it's frustrating. So I think you can hear that a bit in Steve's voice. He's just ready for this thing to be on the road and hopefully he gets it sorted out in the near future. So, yeah, as I mentioned, Motor X postponed till November 2021. Um November 20th to 21st in 2021. So I sort of got that right. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully Bright Rod Run can can run and 
and hopefully I'll get this truck show off the ground. So that's all going to be in November. So if you're somewhere up north and you think about coming down, it, it might actually time in really well. We'll see how it goes. Uh, brief update on my build. Um, not much to tell. I'm so I'm either busy or I'm lazy. I'm not sure which it is half the time, but business-wise, I've got plenty on. And I sort of took a week and a half off over the Christmas break, and hence why we didn't have a podcast last week. I just, I really just needed to do nothing and um, just enjoy living in the country and spend some time with my wife and you know, relax and try and get some energy back because you just you get so busy and you you don't realize you've worn yourself out. And I've definitely done that. So good to uh, I'm finally back in the workshop and I've done a little bit on the truck. I I pulled the floor out, uh, ready to just weld a new floor into there and, and really just start getting the cab put together. I sort of don't have the coin at the moment for some parts that I want. You know, I've just decided that we're going to airbag a truck. So I've got to get a four link for the rear and airbags and all those things. And, you know, it all adds up real quick, which is fine. We'll get that done in the future. But right now I've got plenty of body work that I can do on the cab and I've got all the tools and all the equipment. And, you know, that's not going to cost me a cent. That's just my time. So. I'm sitting down and focusing on that job needs done, so needs I'll get into it. So yeah, right now not a not a heap happening on my build. The the truck's pulled apart. I've got the Cummins is actually sitting on a trolley here inside the shed out of the weather, and the chassis sitting out there looking pretty bare and and lonely on its own. But that's the way it goes. You know, you you look like you got a truck, and then you pull it apart again, and you look like you got nothing. And yeah, it's good fun. It keeps my neighbours interested. They're always coming by and seeing what's going on. So enough of me rattling on. Uh, good little catch up with these guys. Uh, hopefully you get another episode out to you next week. And yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, if you get the chance to share the podcast around, I really appreciate it. You know, we're still building. The download numbers are building up slowly. So it's good. It's nice to hear people, a bit of feedback. Uh, certainly a lot of feedback from the, the truck show concept. And yeah, it's definitely something we're going to go ahead with. So Thanks, everyone, that did write or message me. I really appreciate the support. So anyway, without any further ado, uh, here's Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for coming back and chatting to us again. Uh, you know, last time we spoke, you were you just about finished painting and you were putting things back together, but it wasn't quite finished. So I thought it'd be great to talk to you now that, that it's all done. How, how have you been? Uh, good. It's uh, getting close to the Christmas time now. So, oh, thank God it's, uh, the truck is all done. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, finally complete, and I've taken out for its first cruise. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, any um, any last minute issues putting everything back together, or it, it was a pretty smooth uh, transition? Uh, when I talked to you last, was it already painted? Painted? <laughs> yeah, it was painted. I think you would you'd taken it for a drive somewhere, and you didn't have the front panels on between the uh, you know like firewall and the hood. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's all been done now. So it's all back together. I've changed a couple of things on it. So I changed the the indicators of the front cleared, put them to clear ones instead of having the amber colours. Um, I've now got the re- rear seat put in. It's been retrimmed. He uh, absolutely did a great job on that. So it's now got the bench in the back of it as well and the tie-down points are in the back. So I've got the motorbike in the back with the bench seat in the back too. My trimmer... Tyson from ProStitch, uh, absolute legend. He smashed that out in within two days for a quick photo shoot we needed to get done. Yeah, awesome. So, so you've got what five five seats in there, plus you can fit your motorbike in. Yeah, so I've got the, it's a five. It's a five seater. Um, when it came over from East, it had the compliance crate for that. The bench seat wasn't in there. It was. I took it out to paint it and whatnot. Do the custom job on the inside, but. 
Uh, yeah, I've got the now it's all got cup holders in there, and it's, yeah, it's actually got the LED light up cup holders. It's all trimmed to match the the car, the rest of it, and the bike's been retrimmed to match the car also. So yeah, the little mini monkey bike sits in the back perfectly. Cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. And have you had it to a show or just uh, just been out on a cruise? Uh, I took it out on like a small cruise. I haven't even done realistically a beach run, which I'm dying to do it yet. Uh, I just took it out. Um, we've uh, just had a street machine shoot for it, so that was the first the first cruise actually to go to the spot for the shoot, and then after that, uh, just a little cruise back home. And then now I've had to put it in the garage again because I think it's going to be going into motivation uh, in January over here in Perth. Yeah, cool. And and so street machine have shot it, so you're going to have a feature in the mag. Yeah, it's featured in the next coming months. I'm just going to do last little tidy up bits for it, and then it's uh, all good to go in there. So I think that should, fingers crossed, it all looks good. Jordan Lee on the photo story, he's actually really, really amazing at what he does. So I think he's got some pretty good shots of the truck, which would be amazing to see. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's a it's a cool build. It's really funny. I um, you know, I, I am more partial to the earlier advanced design body shape of the Chevys, but I, I do I appreciate the sixty to sixty six shape and and when I spoke to you last time I I didn't even pick it up until I was editing the podcast later but you were talking about you know yours was a sixty three and you liked it because it had the you know the dog leg in the window and and I'd never even noticed the difference between the earlier to later uh, models of that and now that I see it it stands out so much and I see it on all the trucks and yeah it's amazing and I I agree with you I like that wraparound window I think it looks awesome. It just makes a massive difference. I don't know what it is. It's like even because obviously the window is awesome and then the doors, because obviously the door change as well because of the way that they sit and the frame of the doors. I just love them. So I don't know if it's like the Apache style look, but it's just like having a 63 and Apache kind of like mushed together. It's actually pretty quick. Like I really like it. So the front window just, it just makes a difference, especially when driving. So just because you've got that nice wraparound feel, you feel like you're just on the outside without driving. Great. Yeah, sort of like you're driving like a cab over a truck or something, you're right up the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels like that anyway, to be honest. Yeah, and and driving it around, you know, it's it's doing everything you hoped it would do and, and you're pretty happy. Is there anything you would you want to change or that you, you maybe would have done differently now that you've had a drive? Uh, now that I'm driving it, uh, I can just, just the suspension is actually amazing. Like if I'm driving it when I first bought it, so driving it now, I'm actually super stoked that I've done everything I've done to it with the CBP upgrades through WA suspension, just because the fact that it's going around corners now. We're going around corners before you feel like you're going to like roll onto the next car. But now, it's just stuck to the road. You'll feel every bump in it. It's, uh, it, rides, it rides pretty low as it is, considering it's um, only been dropped five at the rear, but I can't go any further without cutting into the floor, which I'm not ready to do yet, or the chassis. So... Um, other than that, it actually drives super nice. It sits on the road really well. I'm just going to get used to the whole driving left-hand drive and not going anywhere near the curbs on the other side because the first car's driven left-hand. Yeah, yeah. And trying to land free on a tree at the same time. It's not yeah. too bad, but yeah, because it's got the um, the crash crash box on it, and just have to literally come to a stop before you can take it take off and first again. Yep. Yeah, and and you're super light on your mirrors. You know, the the over the shoulder look doesn't work in a panel van, does it? Oh God, no! I got I got nothing. I, even the mirrors, I love it. I went bigger just so I can see a bit more. But because of that style door with that wraparound window, 
that little tiny quarter glass actually hinders where you see. So I, when I'm looking out the passenger side, which is the driver's side, I can't actually see the cars next to me anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be installing the reverse cameras and some cameras in there just so I can look on my dash and see people next to me. Yeah. So it is, it is quite dangerous <laughs> over here with all the bottleneck roads that we've got. And people don't realise that I can't see them. So it's uh, it's pretty sketchy, but it, at the moment, it's just a cruiser anyway, so it's like I'm going to be taken out in epic traffic. So ah, that's awesome. It be right. Cool. Oh, well, that's great. Glad to hear it all came together and that you're happy with how it's going. And, um, yeah, look forward to to seeing it in print. That, that'll that be a, a – have you had a, a vehicle that you've done yourself or had a lot to do with make it to the magazines? Uh, never a vehicle like uh, stuff I've painted been there. I think in 2016, they got a feature just on me in general, just being a, a girl in the trade and whatnot. And that was actually really, really cool. And I've had a whole bunch of customers in there with their bikes and some cars and stuff. So that was really cool. So this will be the second time, but it was actually really, really nice. It's I find it uh, so. Uh, it's just a massive honour to be in that magazine, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's it is, and and I mean the truck's worthy. It's it's such a, a beautiful paint scheme, and you've done a great job on it. So you should be very proud. Uh, I'm, a, I'm scared to see it in the magazine because I see every other magazine in the magazine, and I go, oh wow, it's stunning, it's amazing, and you're your own worst critic. So <laughs> I don't know, but I'm I'm in love with it. I can't believe I still own it. Like when I walk into my garage, I go, wow, it's mine. Because usually I work on other customers' cars, so now you walk in there and go. Wow, it's actually like doing a customer's car that I got to keep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Thank, thanks again uh, for chatting to us, and uh, I know you got you got a big day in the chair today, so we'll let you go. But um, yeah, look forward to uh, any time I make it over that way, try and come and have a look at it in the in the flesh. It would be cool. Hundred percent. I'll have cold beers in the fridge. Cool. Awesome. All right, Rachel. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks heaps for that. Okay, that was great to hear from Rachel. Good update from her. Uh, next on the list, we got uh, Steve Mazik and Tom Brown. Steve, Tom, thanks for coming back on, guys. Uh, thought we'd better check up on you, make sure you're uh, not bludgeoned, get some work done. How are things going? Yeah, good, mate. Um, we've got a few things uh, happen over the last few months since we spoke to you last. Um, we, uh, we've uh, had our engineer come out and do an inspection on the truck, so uh, which was really good. Um, very positive. We're, we're sweating for a little bit there, and um, yeah, he definitely pulled through for us. And uh, yeah, we got signed off on the on the whole rear end. Now it's been signed off on the front notch. Um, I think last time we spoke, we we're having a few issues with our independent front suspension. So uh, the engineer and our uh, chassis designer has been working uh, together to get a new IFS design. So that's been uh, fantastic. Um, and yeah, other than that, we've uh, we've actually manufactured our own tub from scratch. Uh, so we uh, we pinched some measurements off a friend off, off his tub and uh, we got some flat flat steel and had a bit of a go ourselves and yeah we're currently uh, mounting the, the tub and, and moving forward with that. Yeah, cool. So what what was the process building the bed? How'd you go about that? Uh, once we got the dimensions, uh, we uh, basically I've, at the at the shop I've got all rolling gear and rolling gear. So we just uh, cut it all up using tubes and some flat sheet. We cut it all up there. Yeah, got the size. Got the because we're running a custom wheel width, that means that a standard uh, a purchase of a standard tub is not really going to fit our trucks because we're running a bit of a, a one-off wheelbase. So we uh, basically measured where the diff sits, got our wheels, got our wheels in, and measured the diameter and cut the uh, the hole out, which is basically the whole entire side of the truck. Yeah. 
you know, we're running these big, these whopping big steamrollers. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big hole, which we filled up with the internal guards and the external guards. There's not much clearance between the rear wheel arch of the external guard and the rope rail, which I guess you'd call it. But, uh, yeah, it fits like a glove. Uh, the overall image is the image that we're chasing, and I think we're really happy with it, to be honest. And, yeah, and even with the bedsides of themselves, um, instead of actually doing a rolled edge like the factory look, we actually ended up going and using some tube and doing some really nice um, TIG stitching on it. So I actually wanted to go a bit bigger, a bit more industrial, because the, the truck's quite a big truck, and we ended up going probably another, I reckon, about 8 mil diameter than a factory rolled edge. So uh, it really sets it off and really just gives it that beefed-up look, which like we're really happy with that final finish on it. Yeah, no, I reckon it looks cool. And is, is the bed the the factory width like will a normal tailgate fit yeah mate, it's a standard a standard width tub it's just a little bit longer because of this the the one-off wheelbase that we're running but and because it's a standard width that's why it gave us a lot of grief with our clearances trying to get the wheel to fit right in the tub you know we had to cut all the stiffening and bracing out of the external wheel arch and so there's there's a lot taken out which we have to basically reinvent all the stiffening to be low clearance stiffening but other than that mate it was it was trouble free it's it's a standard tub to look at but it's the little features like the eight mil eight millimeter bigger rolled edge on the on the top rope rail whatever you want to call it you know it's just little features like that which will set it up be just a little bit different to the rest i guess you could call it yeah that's awesome are you going to put stake pockets in it mate or or not uh yeah so um I've ended up getting the pockets through, I think his name's Rob Herzig. He's one of, those, one of the guys on Facebook that sort of helps everybody out there. So he actually fabricated them up for me, um, which was fantastic because we didn't have the, the tools to be able to do that. So I ended up purchasing them from him and, and I've, uh, we've, we've got them set up. But we're actually probably going to even potentially look at tubing them as well and putting a few holes in them. And, you know, because I've, I've got a few holes set up in the chassis where we've um, welded on fish plates and some rings on them and stuff just to sort of... Uh, go along with the theme of what we're what we're trying to accomplish there so um but yeah we ended up picking them up through a friend of ours on facebook which uh, made it a bit easier for us yeah that's awesome yeah i've got my guards are oh they've been cut in half long ways because i'm widening them for my jewelies but uh i had to take that internal i had to take that internal bracing out as well and and i'll have to do a similar thing probably make something maybe out of some solid 10 mil bar you know that's that's a bit bit slimmer yeah, okay. Our guards, we've got to cut them as well to try and get the the front edge of the guard to sit down on the ground with the side step. You know, to get that down there, we're going to have to split our guard across the front of the wheel arch and drag that front wheel arch down about 100 mil, 120 mil. Yeah, I've seen that done before. Just the after that little bump in, in that little section there, you, you extend it down. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Yep, yep. No, that looks really good. No, so that's pretty cool. So, so kind of at the moment, waiting for the independent suspension to be re-engineered and built, and just moving on, getting bodywork done. Yeah, that's it, mate. Right now, we're just uh, waiting out on that to come through. Um, I don't want to rush it this time. <laughs> I don't want to make a second mistake on a front end. Uh, a lot of guys out there that know IFSs, they're not cheap. So, um, yeah, I want to get it right. So, the, the guy that's building it for me, he's taking his time. He's making sure it's right. He's working right in with the engineer. Um. You know, uh, was, what was really interesting about that too was um, one thing that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about is wheel tracks and things like that. And, you know, everyone was sort of saying how you have to be within 25 mil of your wheel tracks front to rear. And my engineer actually came out and said, well, that's actually not the case. If you're, if you're running an IFS, um, you can run whatever wheel track you want and your rear wheel track actually doesn't have to be in the same track as your front. 
So as long as you're not running a factory diff, um, you know, if you're buying a factory diff, like say you, you get a diff off a Hilux or you get a diff off a, you know, a Commodore or whatever it might be, you can only shorten or extend it by 25 mil. But if you build a diff from scratch and it's not off a factory car, you can actually make your wheel track whatever you like, which was really interesting because we've been trying to get our wheel track identical from front to back, and it's really hard being a 315 in the rear and, you know, such a thin tyre in the front to actually have them, you know, you know, in line with each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at a, you know, talk about, say, a 79 Series V8 Cruiser, like, they're, they're not the same. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, uh, interesting. No, that's cool, that's cool. And... And what about interior-wise? You know, you got a bit happening there, or, or what's the situation? Do you have much rust in the floor and all that sort of stuff? Well, to be honest, we don't have a floor left. We've, <laughs> um, the engineer signed off on our floor, so that's that's fantastic. We haven't sheeted it out yet, but we wanted him to come in and inspect the uh, the RHS framework that we've put throughout. And um, we've just finished mounting the cab. The cab is now completely mounted to the chassis, which is great. It's a milestone that we were looking to achieve. Uh, he's very happy with cab mounts. We just went with the uh, universal uh, re still reinforced mounts, which is available online, I guess you could see. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. We, we designed our, our very own custom rear mount, which uh, our exhaust will pass through. Um, but we don't really have much of an interior left, to be honest. It's, uh, the sheet metal is still in design. We wanted him to come out and have a look, and he gave us a bit of pointers on how to mount seatbelts and all the rest of it. So it was... It was handy having the floor off at the moment, so we haven't really done much in the interior side of things, to be honest. That's cool. We're we're tracking pretty similar stage of build at the moment. Sounds like you know I, I've got my tub half built. Uh, I've got my floor cut out, my firewalls cut out. You know, it's uh, yeah, good fun, isn't it? It is. And like even now, like we're we're at we're at a stage now where we're. It's actually starting to come together and start to look like a truck. You know, having the tub on, um, you know, now I've uh, I've got my diff that I, I, my diff's all been welded up, ready to go. So it's now ready to go up to the diff builder to get all um all, all completely built. Um, you know, we've got the brakes now set up. So um, you know, I'm running a full territory brake in the rear. So I ended up going through my engineer, and it was really interesting just to learn about brakes. You know, and when he said to run a full territory brake in the rear, I I wasn't sure what he why we would go down that path. But you know, they've got a vent, fully vented rotor. There's, there's actually a lot of positives in a Ford Territory that I, I didn't realise they had. So, um, you know, I ended up talking to Hopper Stoppers down in Victoria there, and, and they were fantastic. They've, um, they're going to set me up with a, a Ford uh, a Ford Territory brake with uh, everything I set up, handbrake set up in it, and they're going to give me the flanges to adapt to the 9-inch, and then um, I'll just give that to my diff, uh, my diff builder, and, and he'll uh, set it all up to the wheel track that I'm after. Yeah, that's cool. That, that makes a bit of sense. I know a lot of the F100 guys, they'll use the 8.8. Um, rear diffs out of those Fords, and but yeah, they they use those, and and they're 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 popular because I think the track width works better than a big nine inch. The engineer he had a lot to say about the weight because um, because of the weight of the truck, we're the loadmaster chassis and the big block chev. He was very con the only the reason he to that brake is because the are quite a heavy SUV. Uh, he says if you go bigger brakes for a, if you go for a factory a large factory heavy truck. If you run them style brakes, he doesn't see a problem with any sort of brake. Extra Chev C30 or something of equivalent size and and weight, you know. And that being said, that's why we went down that way. I guess you, uh, sort of why he pointed us in that direction. Yeah, perfect. No, it sounds good, you guys. You know, it's um, it's good that you you're both still getting in there and you know spending weekends and getting this thing ticking along. It's a 
it feels like it's a really slow process sometimes but when you when you stop and look at it after a few months you know you, you are making good progress so that's awesome to see yeah definitely and it's like one of those things where we, we still try and put the truck you know back together to somewhat of a degree but you know when you have parts laying around everywhere you, you really lose motivation and when you when you get a bed mounted on the back and then next you know the you know the wheel guards and the arches and you know we're now looking at running boards and how we're going to tie them into the the custom wheelbase so we're going to go a factory looking you know running board but obviously with our longer wheelbase now you know that the, the, the factory running board won't fit so we know now that we've got this truck all together you know the, the actual final picture is really starting to come together and it's been really exciting to just watch it grow and progress even though like you said you sometimes feel like you're going backwards <laughs> yeah I, I wonder if you could get uh the steps off a of 3600 and and just shorten them a little bit so I thought about that, but like, where do you get thirty six hundred steps? <laughs> That's the million dollar question. Yeah, I, I reckon if you um, if you put enough posts out on Facebook in the states, I mean, it'd be a bit of a journey to get them here. But you know, because most guys over there they buy them and they actually shorten them into short beds. So you know, there'd, there'd be a chance that you could get some. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to start putting my feelers out. Otherwise, uh, we're even thinking about just getting a standard 3100 and um, Tom's got the gear to actually put those uh, those presses into them. So we're looking at stretching the guard from a 3100 out to a 3600. But, you know, I think um, if I can get some 3600s from overseas, it'd probably be the, the quicker and easy way of going about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a case of finding a good set, I suppose. Yeah, and one other cool thing was like, with our engineer, like we did, obviously we changed engineers and our engineer came out for the first time um, to look at the build, like I said, it was a bit of a nerve-wracking thing for myself, uh, having a new engineer on board. And one thing that was really interesting was my first engineer never gave me a build number. And, you know, with this engineer I'm on board with now, he's now set me up with a build number. So now that build is, as of the date he's come out and inspected the build, if the laws change and say you've got a build that's been going on for 10 years or, or, or excess of, you know, X amount of years, and if the laws or say a body swap or anything like that, if, if you're, if you change um, if, if the laws change, say, tomorrow, well, it doesn't matter. It's off the date of him not registering that build. So now I've got that build number. I'm just having to comply with the laws as of that date of when the actual build was registered with him. Yeah. No, that's good advice. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that are a bit... They're building their, their trucks. They're halfway through it, and they're a bit... I don't know. They kind of think, yeah, I'll just finish the truck, and then, just, and then you need to look at it. But if the laws change that aren't in your favour, then the engineer can't do anything for you. So I think if you just if you just shop around, if you, if an engineer doesn't say what you want to hear, then try another engineer and see what he has to say. So if you just keep asking around, I think it's definitely worth everyone getting on board with an engineer who can kind of point them in the right direction and give them a bit of a advice here and there. And uh, the more you shop around, the more you can learn, I think. So um, and with him, with engineers, you know, they all interpret the rule book differently. Like I called an engineer, he said, "Have you notched the front end?" And he said. I said, yes. He goes, sorry, I can't help you. And then, you know, I go to the next engineer. He said, no, nah, mate, I engineer stuff like that all the time. So, like, like like Tom said, don't be afraid to call an engineer. You know, give them a call. And if they don't tell you what you like and what, and they don't want to work with you, you know, I'm pretty sure every engineer out there won't, you know, tell you that, you know, throw it in the bin. They'll say, change it here or change it there. You know, they're, they're actually pretty reasonable guys when, when you actually get to know them. So, you know, for people out there, I'd definitely recommend consulting an engineer and making sure that you have a registered bill with an engineer so that if the laws do change, you're not, you know, stuck with the new laws and you can still, you know, go back to, you know, your original design of, of, of the period of when you started building the car. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, boys. Well, good to chat. Um, keep at it and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see this thing on the road sometime soon. Yeah, well, look, Matt, I'll have to come down and see. I'll just have to, you know, budget a thousand bucks to get there and fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we might have to start racing each other to the, to the rego because we're close. 
Yeah, uh, that's it. Once that front ends in, mate, it's going to be a, a quick race, I reckon. Yeah, you guys are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Take care. All right. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good to hear from those guys. They're, they're always working real hard, so appreciate their uh, update on their build. Uh, and then the next person I spoke to was Steve Humphrey. Uh, Steve, thanks for catching up with us again, mate. Uh, it's been, uh, what we had? we've had about 20 episodes since we last had a chat and uh, thought we'd touch base and see how the Bedford's coming along, mate. Last time I chatted to you, uh, you know, we just had COVID had hit and it was, you know, you were almost ready for your engineer to come and have a look and that kind of threw a spanner in the works. So how are you, mate? And, and where are we up to? Yeah, good, Michael. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, just um, all going well. Um, had the engineer finally come up from Melbourne a few weeks ago um, and and run his eye over a few things and um, just take some measurements and and uh, just basically go over the car and um, sort of explain that there'd been a, a few changes over the course of over the sort of over the COVID break, I guess. So. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple of things I sort of have to, um, to adhere to it at this point, but, um, he's had a look at it and, and he seems happy with it. I'm just waiting to hear back from him as far as, um, like the blue slips and all that, but, uh, it fell sort of right just prior to Christmas. So it, um, you know, what that's like, it, it's mayhem. Um, I haven't heard back from him as yet, but, um, he did sort of say that, and I'm over that break, that, um, that COVID break that Vic Road sort of handed him a 71 page, um, document with, um, some things that, uh, that need to, that people need to adhere to now. And, um, yeah, it's just making it, making it hard by the sound of it. But, um, I hope it just to get mine over the line and, and we'll, uh, weigh it all up, um, the next one, um, <laughs> after we, after that one's on the road. So. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I think the last time we chatted, you were window washers was something you were having to put in, and you had to put like a, a padded steering wheel because um, they changed that rule. So you you got the window washers all sorted out. What did you end up using? Yeah, so I just got some universal window washers um, in there, mate, and, and uh, the padded steering wheels in, and um, just lots of uh, small things like. Um, obviously, with what's in my thing, uh, you've got to try and adhere to the uh, what the amount of power to weight and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to affect the scene, all this, all this stuff. But uh, it sort of it sounds almost like it's going similar to that of, of New South Wales. I don't know if they're going to try and sort of almost put it under one banner um, with these cars, but. Listen, um, this is, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie to you, and that would be bullshit. Yet. It hasn't been easy sort of getting it over the line, but I, I think I'm there now. But I, it, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been hard. And with the uncertainty of it at the moment, unless you can build a car in three months, um, <laughs> it's just like people have too much time on their hands to keep changing the rules. and. And there's sort of no grandfather clause with any of it. You have to, you have to move with the changes. So you know, like not many people can turn a car around in a quick space of time um, to actually fall within the current rules. It's um, yeah, it's just it's, it's been it's been tough. And, and listen, it's 
it's it, it's not there yet, but it sounds like uh, I've sort of done everything I need to do, and it's just I guess it depends how Vic Road is feeling at the time. But I've got my fingers crossed, mate. But everything's going well. Like I said earlier, we we took it for a run today, and um, yeah, everything everything works, and it stops and goes. And the young bloke would have enjoyed going out for a spin, and we just went and got a milkshake, mate, and come home before it hit about. 38,000 degrees, so, um, yeah, it, it, it won't like the heat too much, I wouldn't have thought, but um, it's it's good cruiser. It's just on days like today, you, you can't you can't sort of do what you'd normally do with it. You just drive it conservatively. Yeah, I, that's awesome to hear, you know, you know and that, that's going to be something for him, you know, that he'll relate that truck, oh, yeah love getting in the truck and we go and get a milkshake or an ice cream or whatever it is and you know you, in a year's time you'll forget you've forgotten about all this engineering nightmares and you just be enjoyed enjoy driving it right yeah well that's that's it isn't it you know we we don't we don't build them for the bullshit we build them to, to catch up with people and you know i was looking forward to uh potentially catching up with you at motorx and you know it uh it, it's about sort of being in the scene and, and meeting new people and talking shit about cars, isn't it? You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. If we if we just wanted to get from A to B, we'd all go and buy a Toyota Corolla or something, wouldn't we? Like it's a it's a passion and it's an ex, <laughs> it's an ex, yeah. it's an expression of your personality. You know, like I I I don't think that every one of us, to some degree, without being too judgmental, but you do judge a person by the vehicle that you see them pull up in, you know, you get that first impression. And, um, you know, I was, I was sitting at my local brewery here, uh, yesterday, I went down for a burger and a, a beer after lunch around lunchtime. And, uh, there was a, a square body, um, K 30, uh, pickup truck, a, a Chevy and, uh, parked there left-hand drive. And I sort of looked, I just looked around and I just, looked straight at this guy. I'm like, is that your Chevy? He's like, yeah, that's my Chevy. You know, like it was, it was pretty obvious that that was the guy that drove that truck. <laughs> and, uh, and then my wife was pretty pissed because yeah. I spent the next 20 minutes talking to him about old trucks. So it's, it's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. Um, who doesn't like talking about their car? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't like, if you've got a Volkswagen Beetle or you've got, if you're a Volvo driver, like if you find a fellow Volvo driver, you're going to have a good chat about your car because if, if you just, Got something in common and you care about it, then it's a conversation piece, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, cool. All right, that's awesome, mate. Look, sorry to disrupt your Sunday. I thought I'd just give you a quick call and um, yeah, and see how you're traveling. It's it's good to hear you're nearly there. Hopefully, next time we we catch up, you um, like you say, it'd be good to catch up at MotorX if you can get down there. I'm I'm definitely going to be there as long as I don't can it. And uh, looking forward to actually going to a show. It's been a long time. Yeah, well, it has been. It's been again till November. So, oh, has it? Nah, we'll just uh, move on to the next one. Yeah, it has. Oh, you just break. We'll shut up shop. So, uh. so yeah, just uh, just move on to the next one, mate. See if I can find one up your way, or you know, whatever, halfway. Or you know, I'd love to just get out and and other thing when it's when it's right. But you know, um. I'm hoping that he's sort of back within the next week or so. But we'll just see how it all pans out. We're in the hands of engineers and Vic Road, mate. So we'll just see how it plays out. 
Perfect. So, uh, mate, well, good luck with it. Hope it all, uh, hope it all just smoothly passes through for you, and you you get that bit of rego and get out there and enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks, Lucy. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general, and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.